Welcome to Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast, Episode 48. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, a private pilot sharing my tips and tricks to make the skies a safer place. In this week's episode, we'll be talking about avionic systems on board aircraft. Stay tuned for all this and more in Squawk 5353. Before we begin this week's episode, I'd like to encourage you to consider donating to my Patreon. For those of you who don't know, Patreon is a way for you to financially support the show. This show takes a lot of time each week to research, write, record, and edit. It would mean the world to me if you went over to my Patreon and considered donating to the show. Another way for you to support this show is to subscribe to this podcast in whatever podcast listening app you are using. That way, new episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. And now, back to today's main topic, aircraft avionics systems. In last week's episode, we talked about electrical systems. However, this week, I thought I would take a look at something more instrumental to how you fly your instruments. As a brief introduction, aircraft became a practical means of transportation when accurate flight instruments freed the pilot from the necessity of maintaining visual contact with the ground. Flight instruments are crucial to conducting safe flight operations, and it is important that the pilot have a basic understanding of their operation. Various types of air navigation aids are still in use today, each serving a special purpose. These aids, or NAVAIDs, have varied owners and operators, namely the Federal Aviation Administration, or the FAA, the military services, private organizations, individual states, and foreign governments. The FAA has the statutory authority to establish, operate, maintain air navigation facilities and to prescribe standards for all operation of any of these aids and are used for instrument flight in federally controlled airspace as tabulated in the United States Chart Supplement. Looking at some of the instruments located within an airplane, we have the basic six-pack. The core of the instruments in an aircraft center around what is often referred to as the six-pack. These instruments enable the pilot to maintain spatial orientation during flight. First and foremost is the airspeed indicator. The airspeed indicator provides the pilot with a means of determining the speed of the aircraft. The altimeter reads the altitude of an aircraft. Generally, altimeters are configured to show height above sea level, an aviation standard. However, other types of altimeters do exist in which we can measure height off other things such as height above the ground. There also is the attitude indicator, which displays the orientation of the aircraft with regards to its roll or the angle of its wing and pitch or the angle of the nose. There also is the heading indicator, also known as a directional gyro, which is an instrument to help determine the aircraft direction to aid the pilot in navigation. There also is the turn coordinator and the vertical speed indicator. When you're flying around, it's very important that you're able to navigate. There are multiple different navigation instruments located within your cockpit. First and foremost is the Global Positioning System, or the GPS, which is a satellite-based navigation system composed of a network of satellites placed into orbit by the United States Government and Department of Defense. GPS provides a very precise global navigation service, which is unaffected by weather, allowing from point-to-point navigation. In conjunction with GPS, another system is called the Wide Area Augmentation System, or WAS. Wide Area Augmentation System, or WAS, again, was developed by the FAA to improve the accuracy, integrity, and availability of GPS signals. One type of navigation that has slowly been fading out is non-directional beacons. 
Non-directional beacons are all but gone within the United States, but remain prolific across the world due to their low cost and high reliability in remote areas. Pilots also choose to navigate via VOR or very high-frequency omnidirectional range beacons. Another way pilots navigate is through the instrument landing system or the ILS. But how does using these navigation methods relate to your instruments and your navigation systems within your aircraft? For aircraft that are equipped with GPS, your cockpit will have a cockpit-mounted GPS within it. Aircraft GPS can range widely. Some may require you to navigate through the menus using knobs and dials, however some more modern GPSs also have touchscreen options. These GPSs typically also have a panel-mounted gauge in which you can see your position whether you're on course or off course. Looking beyond just navigation equipment, there also is other instruments located within your cockpit. First and foremost is the Automatic Dependent Surveillance Broadcast, or ADSB. ADSB is the most recent leap in the next generation or next gen modernization technology with air traffic control. ADSB offers real time precision, shared situational awareness, and has advanced applications for pilots and controllers alike. ADSB is now required for aircraft operating within controlled airspace for the most part. But typically, you don't even realize that ADSP is running while your aircraft is running. Also located within your cockpit is your emergency locator transmitter. Safety is the primary concern with everything in aviation. The emergency locator transmitter, or the ELT, was designed with safety in mind. When luck is at its worst, it allows pilots to broadcast their position when in distress. The ELT can be tested within the first five minutes of the hour, and the battery should be inspected every 12 calendar months. The ELT can either be triggered by the pilot pushing the ELT button, or if the aircraft senses a tough landing, the ELT will automatically trigger. Something that not all cockpits have is an angle of attack indicator. The angle of attack indicator is a more accurate measurement of an aircraft's performance. These systems incorporate a numeric value to be read in flight and can also incorporate things such as stick shakers to avoid the pilot putting the aircraft into an unsafe situation. With angle of attack indicators, oftentimes pilots are able to see when their wing is approaching a stall or their wing has entered a stall based on the values given by the angle of attack indicator. An angle of attack indicator greatly improves a pilot's situational awareness as well as increases aircraft safety as a whole. The next piece of equipment becomes very useful during IFR flight and that is your distance measuring equipment. Distance measuring equipment does exactly what the name implies, it measures distances. Distance measuring equipment can be tuned in to a local VOR DME, which is simply a VOR with DME capabilities. Using this sort of equipment, you not only know your aircraft's position, but also its distance from the VOR DME. DME data can actually be supplemented by GPS data now. Within every cockpit is a magnetic compass. A compass located in your aircraft is a single magnetic bar that's suspended in fluid. It floats within this fluid and is able to rotate to align with the Earth's magnetic poles. However, the geographic poles of the world do not line up with the magnetic poles, so oftentimes there's variations associated with using a magnetic compass. However, if you live in Des Moines, Iowa or Little Rock, Arkansas, you'll have a variation of zero degrees. Until recently, most general aviation aircraft were equipped with individual instruments utilized collectively to safely operate and maneuver the aircraft. With the release of electronic flight displays or EFD systems, 
Conventional instruments have been replaced by multiple liquid crystal displays or LCD screens. The first screen is installed in front of the pilot position and is referred to as the primary flight display. The second screen, positioned approximately in the center of the instrument panel, is referred to as the multifunction display or the MFD. These solid-state instruments have a failure rate far less than those of a conventional analog instrument. With today's improvements in avionics and the introduction of electronic flight displays, pilots at any level of experience need an astute knowledge of onboard flight control systems, as well as an understanding of how automation melts the aeronautical decision-making, or ADM. There are many tips for training for avionics. Companies often create simulators which can be downloaded on their websites. Whether an aircraft has analog or digital glass instruments, the instrumentation falls into one of these three categories performance, control, and navigation. First and foremost are the performance instruments. The performance instruments indicate the aircraft's actual performance. Performance is determined by reference to altimeter, airspeed or vertical speed indicator, heading indicator, and the slip and skid indicator. The performance instruments directly reflect the performance the aircraft is achieving. The speed of the aircraft can be referenced on the airspeed indicator. The altitude can be referenced on the altimeter, the aircraft's climb performance can be determined by referencing the VSI. Other performance instruments available are the heading indicator, the angle of attack indicator, and like I mentioned, the slip skid indicator. There also are control instruments. The control instruments display immediate altitude and power changes and are calibrated to permit adjustments in precise increments. The instrument for attitude display is in the attitude indicator. The control instruments do not indicate aircraft speed or altitude, in order to determine these variables and others, a pilot must reference back to the performance instruments. Finally, there are the navigation instruments. The navigation instruments indicate the position of the aircraft in relation to a selected navigation facility or fix. This group of instruments includes various types of course indicators, range indicators, glide slope indicators, and bearing pointers. Newer aircraft with more technologically advanced instrumentation provide blended information, giving the pilot more accurate positional information. Navigation instruments are comprised of indicators that display GPS, Very High Frequency Omnidirectional Range, or VOR, Non-Directional Beacon, NDBs, and Instrument Landing System, ILS, information. The instruments indicate the position of the aircraft relative to a selected navigation facility or fix. They also provide pilotage information so the aircraft can be maneuvered to keep it on a predetermined path. The pilotage information can either be two or three dimensions relative to the ground-based or space-based navigation information. The final major tool that you'll find mounted in your cockpit is your aircraft communication panel or your radio panel. A radio is split up into three main parts. You have the screen which displays the information, you have the transmitter, and the receiver. A transmitter consists of a precise oscillating circuit or oscillator that creates an AC carrier wave frequency. This is then sent out through the airwaves and then is received by receivers. The receivers do the complete opposite of what the transmitters do. Using antennas, the receivers interpret the radio waves and play them through your aviation headset. A transmitter and a receiver together make a transceiver. The final part of your radio is the screen which displays what frequency you're speaking on. When you tune your radio, you tell your transceiver to only transmit and receive a certain wavelength or certain frequency. This allows every airport to have its own frequency so the radios are not congested. With all this equipment in your cockpit, it can seem overwhelming. 
However, after spending many hours in the aircraft, you slowly become familiar with all the different instruments and what information they're telling you. While you should be continually scanning all of your instruments, especially in IFR flight, you come to learn which ones are more important that you focus on and which instruments you should look at every once in a while and not focus on as much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to check out last week's episode where I talk about aircraft electrical systems. Also, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, please consider donating to my Patreon. A link to my Patreon can be found in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a link to all the resources used in today's show. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. That way, new episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. Again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353, the private pilot podcast. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, and let's make the skies a safer place. Mm-hmm.